0: Welcome to the Crypto Altruism Podcast, the podcast dedicated to highlighting the intersections of social impact with blockchain, cryptocurrency, and Web3. I'm your host, Drew Simon from CryptoAltruism.org. Now, before we get started today, just a quick disclaimer. While we may discuss specific projects or cryptocurrencies on this podcast, please do not take any of this as investment advice, and please make sure to do your own research on any potential investment opportunities. And now, on to the fun stuff. Welcome and thank you so much for joining for the 30th, yes, that's right, the 30th episode of the Crypto Altruism Podcast. For this episode, I'm going to discuss a term that is used a lot in the Web3 space, and that, of course, is DeFi or decentralized finance. Specifically, I want to explore if, indeed, DeFi can be a solution to the crisis of the unbanked and bring greater financial inclusion to everyone. But before we do that, I want to first speak about the crisis being inflicted on the Ukrainian people. Since Russia launched its invasion of Ukraine, many are feeling a sense of hopelessness or helplessness as all they can do is watch on from afar in despair. One of the encouraging things during this dark time has been how the international community has rallied together to support Ukraine. This has included those in the Web3 community stepping up, donating cryptocurrency and supporting in different ways so that those suffering from this war can get the help they need. If you want to help and donate cryptocurrency to support those in need, I created a blog post with information on which groups working in Ukraine accept crypto donations. Check the show notes for a link to the blog post if you're interested in donating cryptocurrency to this important cause. Thank you, and now back to the focus on today's episode, DeFi. According to the latest report from the World Bank, there are nearly 1.7 billion people around the world that are unbanked. Being unbanked, in essence, means that one does not have access to or use banks for traditional financial services. Individuals who are unbanked typically live in extremely poor and rural regions, lack basic financial telecommunications infrastructure, and lack necessary identification to open a bank account. One study conducted in 2021 ranked countries based on the percentage of their adult population that was unbanked, and the top 5 countries were Morocco, with 71% being unbanked, Vietnam at 69%, Egypt at 67%, the Philippines at 66%, and Mexico at 63%. So why is this such a big deal? Well, being unbanked can put individuals and communities at a disadvantage as it may prevent them from fully engaging with the economy, being able to take out a loan or purchase a house, or being unable to get insurance, among many other challenges. Cryptocurrency, and more specifically, Decentralized Finance or DeFi, has been put forward as a potential remedy to this challenge. DeFi, in short, is a catch-all term for decentralized blockchain-based services that enable basic financial transactions, such as the earning of interest, borrowing of money, storing of cash, and purchasing of insurance. In this episode, I want to highlight three reasons among many that DeFi and crypto are well-suited to help overcome the crisis of the unbanked, and then share with you a few examples of exciting DeFi projects. So, to start with reason number one, Countries with a large unbanked population are already embracing cryptocurrency. To help highlight this point, one must look no further than the Chainalysis 2021 Global Crypto Adoption and Global DeFi Adoption Indices. But first, what are these? Well, as per Chainalysis, the Global Crypto Adoption Index has the goal of providing an objective measure of which countries have the highest level of cryptocurrency adoption. The Global DeFi Adoption Index, on the other hand, is designed to highlight countries with the highest grassroots adoption by individuals, rather than those setting the largest raw values of funds. So where did the top 10 unbanked countries rank on the global crypto and DeFi adoption indices? Well, the top 10 unbanked countries generally ranked pretty high on the crypto adoption index, with a range of 1st to 59th and an average position of 21.7 on the 157 country index, putting them approximately in the 85th percentile on average. Of the top 10 unbanked countries, 8 of them ranked in the top 25 for crypto adoption. When we look at the DeFi Adoption Index, the average ranking isn't quite as high, but it's still an impressive 42.2 on the 144 country index, putting them approximately in the 70th percentile on average. Despite having a lower ranking on the DeFi Adoption Index, these numbers are still impressive and demonstrate that the top 10 unbanked countries are ahead of the game on crypto adoption. This is a good sign when it comes to addressing the crisis of the unbanked, because if the population is already on board with cryptocurrency and comfortable with the technology, then it will make it easier to implement DeFi initiatives that benefit the unbanked. On to reason number two. Cryptocurrency can be a more accessible alternative to financial services. One of the biggest selling points for DeFi in helping those who are unbanked is that it can be a much more cost-effective alternative and can be easier to access as there aren't the same identification requirements as there are for opening a bank account. Many of those who are unbanked lack the basic identification needed to open a bank account as per the know-your-customer (KYC) requirements of banks. This can be a huge barrier for some, as it can be challenging to obtain identification, especially for refugees in displaced populations. Beyond identification, DeFi services can also be much more financially accessible for bank populations, as there's typically no minimum deposit limits for individuals accessing DeFi services, and generally the fees are much more affordable to low-income populations. On the topic of accessibility, this actually leads nicely into reason number three. DeFi protocols can be built on legacy technology. There's no doubt that blockchain is a highly complex technological innovation. However, just because it is complex doesn't mean that it can't be accessible, And one of blockchain's greatest attributes is that it is highly adaptable and can work alongside a variety of new and old technologies. One way that blockchain-based projects have been made accessible to unbanked populations is by designing them to work with a decades-old mobile technology called USSD. USSD, or Unstructured Supplementary Service Data, is a session-based text communications protocol available on every GSM-enabled mobile device most telecom services make use of ussd today which allows for the exchange of messages between the mobile phone and an application that lives on the network meaning that users don't have to install an app to make use of this service an example of a time when you may have used ussd is when you top up your mobile balance or send a message to check the balance of your phone one of the benefits of ussd is that it does not require a smartphone or an internet connection and can operate on a basic mobile phone with a connection to a mobile network this makes it the primary mobile interface of the developing world with 2.4 billion people worldwide still using basic phones. This can place them at a disadvantage, as the majority of mobile financial applications require a modern smartphone with an internet connection. By providing financial services to those who lack the means to acquire an expensive smartphone and data connection, it can help billions of people gain access to essential financial instruments that they had previously been unable to access. So now, to demonstrate the three reasons I've highlighted so far, I want to share five amazing projects using DeFi for social impact. Oh, and don't worry, links to each of these projects is in the show notes. The first is Bloinx, that is B-L-O-I-N-X, by BX Smart Labs. For billions around the world, access to traditional financial services, such as loans, is not an option. As such, many have implemented community-based methods for saving money and issuing loans for the benefit of those in the community. A common community-based approach is what is referred to as a saving circle, or Tandas in Mexico. A tanda is a type of rotating savings and credit association, or RASCA. In Mexico, almost a third of the population participates in one of these groups, which are typically made up of a family or friends who the members can trust. In these groups, members get together regularly and contribute a certain amount of money, which is agreed upon by the group, to a pool which is then paid out to one member each time. This enables participants to get interest-free loans, such as for large purchases, or forces them to save money while awaiting their turn to receive the payout. The order in which individuals receive the payout can be decided at random or chosen ahead of time. For example of this in practice, let's say that a group of 10 friends from a community in rural Mexico all want to purchase solar panels for the roofs of their home to help provide reliable power to their community. The solar panels cost about $1,000, so each person contributes $100 every month for 10 months, and one person is selected each month to receive the total of $1,000 collected, which they can then use to purchase the panels for their home. This continues until the 10 months has ended, at which point everyone has received $1,000 and purchased the solar panels for their own home. One issue with Tanda's is that the administration can be challenging, as it requires follow-up with participants to ensure payments are made on time and in the appropriate amount, and record-keeping to ensure disbursements are made appropriately. BX Smart Labs addresses this problem by using a decentralized blockchain-based application and smart contracts to automate the process and make it as simple, secure, and trustworthy as possible. Bloinks uses a decentralized application built on a blockchain to enable roscas to be implemented remotely, securely, and with a high degree of transparency. As it is built on a blockchain, it is also highly scalable and would allow more people to make use of this technology with low fees. It makes use of smart contracts to automize the payments and withdrawals for each period to ensure all participants receive the funds that they are entitled to. This automation also helps make the process much simpler and addresses the challenges of administration with tandas as highlighted earlier. The BX Smart Lab solution helps modernize a practice that is so important in many developing countries and remains a main method of community financing. Furthermore, the technology is open source, which allows the community to contribute to this important project. With 2 billion unbanked people worldwide who lack access to loans through traditional financial service providers, and given the fact that savings circles are widely used in the developing world, the opportunity for scaling of this solution is immense. On to project number two, Satchel. The Satchel platform is an open source mobile application that allows communities to pool their funds together, which they can then lend out through the platform to earn interest. The interest generated through the loaning of funds can go back to the lender as a form of income or can be used to make improvements to local communities. Without access to traditional financial services, the ability to earn passive income through interest has long been out of reach for underprivileged communities, but Satchel is looking to change this. The inspiration for Satchel came from the realization by the team at Blockchain at Berkeley that the salaries of many around the world, especially those in developing countries, were losing value each year due to inflation. After digging a bit deeper, they realized that some individuals were moving their income into crypto to hedge against inflation and the idea was born. The focus of the Satchel platform is on enabling communities to come together and crowdfund improvement in their local communities. By pooling their funds together and gaining interest, the initial focus of Satchel was on raising funds to support schools and the communities surrounding them, but the future use cases go well beyond this. Here's an example of how Satchel could be used as provided by the Satchel team. Step 1. Parent of a student at the school provides 100 USD to Satchel. Step number 2. Satchel lends out the 100 USD, using the DeFi service to earn between 3 and 5% per year on the principal amount. Number three, at the end of the year, the parent receives the earned income, example, 4% of 100 US dollars to provide the parent 4 US dollars. Step four, the earned amount, 4 US dollars, is split 50-50 between the parent and the school. In the future, Satchel hopes to continue scaling the platform while focusing on three growth areas of enabling communities to organize events to raise more funds through the app, enabling people from around the world to donate funds to communities of their choice, and enabling other users to join the platform and leverage the borrowing and lending capabilities. Project number three, Kotani Pay. In their mission to educate communities in Africa about blockchain and cryptocurrencies, the developers of KotaniPay came to the realization that many of these communities were unable to access financial instruments as the technology for the insurance was built for smartphone users and simply wasn't designed to support them. As a result, these communities were missing out on the benefits that came with this technology, and this is the inspiration that drove the development of KotaniPay. Whereas most mobile financial apps require a smartphone with access to data or Wi-Fi, KotaniPay makes use of USSD, the technology I discussed earlier. As this is the primary mobile interface in the developing world and is already widely used, it is very easy for users to learn how to use the KotaniPay platform, whereas other more complex platforms may require greater training and education efforts. Essentially, by dialing a short code on their phone, users will be given access to a menu through which they can easily convert crypto to fiat and vice versa. Users can use this to move funds between their blockchain and mobile wallet, without the need for public or private keys, simplifying the process for transacting with cryptocurrency. KotaniPay makes use of Celo dollars or CUSD, a stablecoin pegged to the US dollar, which is located on the Settle platform, to protect users against the volatility of traditional cryptocurrencies. Users can change their CUSD for mobile money in local currencies using Kothani Pay's digital wallet. Due to the nature of the blockchain technology behind this platform, the fees to use it are low and users can avoid typical challenges such as long processing times for transactions. One area that has particularly high fees is cross-border transactions, which Kothani Pay also helps to address. This is especially useful for individuals who need to transfer funds across borders to family or for displaced individuals who may be crossing borders while fleeing for safety. Project number four is etherisk. As the world's climate continues to warm, we will inevitably see more volatile weather, including heat waves, floods, droughts, and extreme weather events. These weather events can have large impacts on farmers, especially smallholder farmers in developing countries, who may not have access to adequate protections. Poor weather conditions can drastically impact yields, resulting in food shortages and revenue shortfalls for farmers. One way to mitigate the impacts of unpredictable weather events is through the use of agricultural insurance. Agricultural insurance helps protect farmers by insuring them against losses due to environmental causes. Despite the value of agricultural insurance as a risk management tool, only 3% of smallholder farmers in sub-Saharan Africa use it. There are many reasons why this number is as low as it is, including expensive premiums, issues with trust, and a lack of transparency among insurance providers. It is clear that traditional insurance isn't working for this population, and that an alternative is needed. This is where Etherus comes in. Etherisk is an innovative parametric crop insurance built on the Ethereum platform and indexed to local weather parameters. Etherisk makes use of Chainlink's Oracle network, which provides a reliable connection to external weather data sources. In the event of an extreme weather event, insurance policies are triggered automatically and pay out the insurance to the policyholder. Simply put, the blockchain which is built in the Ethereum network uses smart contracts to automatically make insurance payouts during extreme weather events that are tied into the blockchain via Chainlink's Oracle network. The end result is a fair, transparent, and tamper-proof process where payouts are made in a timely manner. In addition to the obvious benefits that come with an objective, tamper-proof payout system, this project could also save farmers a substantial amount of money in insurance premiums. In fact, one study found that the use of this technology would reduce the costs required to issue a policy by a massive 41%, bringing down premium costs for the farmers. The end result is insurance premiums in small installments as low as 50 cents, ensuring access to those who previously couldn't afford insurance. Finally, the last project I'll be highlighting today is LEAF Global Fintech. LEAF Global Fintech was launched in Rwanda and currently operates in Rwanda, Uganda, and Kenya, three countries who are collectively home to roughly 2 million refugees. East Africa has struggled greatly with the refugee crisis, and several East African countries including South Sudan, Somalia, Sudan, and Eritrea are key source countries for individuals fleeing violence. LEAF is accessible to anyone with a basic phone and allows you to store money and send it to friends and family safely and without banking fees, while allowing users to cash in and out using mobile money. It also enables individuals to send money in one currency and receive it in another. This is key as family and friends may be separated when fleeing and could end up in different countries using different currencies. Users are able to create an account on any mobile phone and can deposit cash at a local money agent, which includes all major mobile phone providers in the countries they've launched in. Once the mobile money is in user's leaf wallet, it is easily accessible abroad and family and friends can even contribute to it. This allows for a much simpler way of storing, sending, receiving, and accessing cash than has traditionally been available. Leaf also makes use of USSD technology and only requires a basic phone. This is key as, according to Leaf, there are currently 2.5 billion people around the world still using basic phones. This demonstrates the broader use case for Leaf, as a tool that can be used for anyone who doesn't have access to legacy financial services in the countries in which they live. In conclusion, I have always been a firm believer that blockchain and cryptocurrency will not be the panacea for all financial inequities that exist around the world but they can certainly help put in place systems and protocols that make it easier for unbanked populations to access essential financial services as can be seen in the projects I've highlighted for this episode 10 things off I want to share a quote from Silvio McCalley, founder of Algorand that has always resonated with me quote the power and advantages of decentralization are becoming increasingly clear we deserve a financial system where no one can be censored or excluded from full participation unquote well that's all for now thanks for tuning into the crypto altruism well podcast for more great content exploring the intersections of cryptocurrency, blockchain, and social impact, check us out at CryptoAltruism.org. Also, check out our affiliate partners, and if you love what you heard, check out our website to learn how you can support us. Thanks so much for joining us, and I hope you'll join us again for our next episode. Until then, keep on doing good in the cryptosphere. Thank you for listening to the Crypto Altruism podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on new episodes as they're released, and check out CryptoAltruism.org for more inspiring content.